Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. It's, it's wonderful if you're not the coach. But they just run around in a cluster of the ball and you can't tell them. And I feel like you guys experienced that for a while. Like you were all happy. And then you were all in, in sadness and you were all like, everybody was just together, you know, and, and that was great. That was family. And you, you just did everything together, but everybody in the group just experienced everything at the same time. But I feel like there's a depth coming and there'll be people who are sad and, and in trauma. And there are people who are joyous and there will people who will, will take up the, the, uh, advance and the offensive and deep people who will be taking up the defensive. And I feel like there are people who will fill in the gaps and so a line lays down their life and, and, and prepares for the next line. More people will come up and rise up. And I feel like there's just a depth to who you are, and that's growing. And so that, that there's, God is making room for you, and you're making room for other people, and you're stepping into who you're supposed to be, and, and there's a place for you to, to do that. And I feel like promotion is coming because of it. And I feel like promotion comes for, for basically two reasons. One, because you've grown. And need to be promoted. Or two, because the body has grown. And you just need more people in charge. You know, the person that's been involved for a week knows more than the person who's just signed up, right? And so I feel like there's growth in you and there's growth around you coming. And I feel like God is promoting you in that. And I just want to encourage you as that promotion comes. And a couple... Um, oh, and I feel like... You've been, you've been really good, like line upon line, really good with the personal and the regional expansion of the kingdom. The Coonies for Jesus. I just, I just wonder, is that girl Coonies or guy Coonies? But I feel like there, there's gonna, you guys are going to be looking further. Your region is expanding. You're, you're, you're stretching out. And I feel like you're going to be emphasizing the global expansion of the kingdom. And I know you have. I know you guys have a heart for missions. But I feel like that's going to take a more of a front seat in what you're doing. And I feel like there's going to be a couple of opportunities that are going to present themselves in your community in the next six months to a year. I feel like there's going to be some, some challenges that you guys are going to be able to gather together and solve. Like in, in, in this, not in your community, but in the community at large. I feel like you guys are a problem-solving people. Like you guys just get together and you just get it done. You just make it happen. And I feel like the church, is, the church in whole needs to start doing that. You guys know what's happening with, with Trudeau and the camps and the money and all that kind of stuff. And they keep putting up walls trying to hold Christian and the kingdom back. But we're just going to find ways around it. I think, why isn't the church actually providing funding for those kids to, to work? I mean, the government doesn't control the finances and the resources of heaven. And so whether, whether we're allowed to hire students or not, we can still fund students. Like, there's resources in there. And so I don't think we're going to be limited by the government, I think we're going to find ways around. And I feel like there's going to be a couple things in your community that the church is going to be able to step up and, and invest in and solve. And I don't know what those are. I just feel like you guys are, are a, a solution-based group of people. And you're just going to find a way to get things done for your community and grow your community. Wow. wow. Thank you. 
That was good. I received that. Um, yeah. Okay. I would like one testimony from the weekend. Just one. What did God, how did God change you? Were you healed? Were you delivered? <laughs> Were you saved? Um, just one quick testimony. I just want to hear, hear what happened. Paulette, come on up. So you share. I'm going to hold the mic so that you're. Okay. <laughs> oh, where to start? Most of you know that I've been suffering with a lot of pain. I'm on a surgical wait list for my back. Um, and six weeks ago, I chose to go off of all medication. My doctor didn't agree with me, but I thought, there's a bigger doctor. I was tired of the side effects and everything. And I've just been going through and just, you know, standing on the word that I'm going to be healed. Well, Friday night, we broke into three groups. And one of them in the corner here was for uh, physical healing. One of the things I haven't been able to do because I tore muscles so badly in my leg was to bend it. I couldn't bend it. Three and a half years, I couldn't do this. And so that was, that was Friday night. On Thursday, on Thursday, I could barely move. I could hardly walk, stand up. It was, the pain was so bad across my back and down my leg. And since Friday night, I've had absolutely no nerve pain whatsoever. I've been dancing and jumping and carrying on all weekend, and I've got no pain at all. So... Yay. Yay. Wow. See? You got one. <laughs> That's so good. All right. And so I just seen, as we were worshiping this morning, actually, as, as Sean was giving the word, um, I, saw, um, I saw your shoes. And no, 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 they're cool. They're Converse All-Stars, and I like them. But as, as I was looking at you, I felt the Lord say that you are getting an upgrade in your shoes, and that's wherever you go, you're taking the gospel of peace. And wherever you go, and you're actually, he's upgrading you, and you, he's taking you into deeper waters, deep, more countries, and, we're, and you're going to bring freedom, and you're going to bring his character and his love and as a prophetic sign, I want to give you something. Um, I'm giving you this, and you are going to go buy yourself a new pair of Converse as a prophetic symbol of this is your upgrade. All right? So I just released that to you. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So how many of you have really appreciated Steve and the girls this weekend? Now, I don't, I don't think that this isn't a thing, but how many have not heard Steve yet? This is like you're just, you're new here this morning. You haven't, okay, no, everybody has. That's awesome. Um, so that's great. Andrew, are we good? Or are we not? So give Steve a warm welcome, and uh, we're just going to let him go. So if you're ready for, um, like, if you're ready for lunch, too bad. We'll go, we're going to go until he's done. All right, so... There we go. No time limits, no boundaries. I just, whatever, you know? It's dangerous, dangerous to give a preacher that much liberty. <laughs> yeah, they said, um, what does it mean 
when a preacher is looking at his watch during the sermon, it means nothing. Ha ha. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Deanne. Thank you, team. House of Hope for just a great, great weekend. My, we just uh, kind of like a two-year habit of coming here. It's a good habit. It's a good habit, and yeah, <laughs> and we've just so enjoyed it. Our team has been so blessed. You've taken care of us so well. I mean, we have we we feel spoiled. Love. I got some maple syrup. I got you know I got some um, <clears throat> some hair and body wash. <laughs> Man, I I'm excited about this gift. <laughs> I mean, this. <laughs> Yes. Wow, that's uh <laughs> I know <laughs> faith. I, I I still I still need some. <laughs> some might say you don't. No, I do. I do. Yes. So thank you and Yeah, is it Sean and Isabel? Is it Yeah, I just uh, love what's on your life and I, I heard this over you. I heard the Lord is opening doors in your life to release supernatural family and supernatural healthy relationships. And I hear this, uh, follow your favor is leading somewhere. Don't be concerned about doors that are not opening. Just see the doors that are. It's leading somewhere bigger than you know. And, and just, uh, I just see a new kind of new wing, like a new part of a new addition to your house of your ministry, the Lord's building. And it's just, uh, it's really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be actually just so, so key. And it's actually going to become bigger than some of the other things you've been doing. So bless you. Thank you for being here. Um, I want you to say this uh, after me. Say, say, God brought me here this morning because he believes in me more than I believe in myself. He's preparing me. For something bigger than I know. Something's happening in me today. It's supernatural. It's going to increase. And I'll never be the same again. And it's going to influence the nations. Amen. Just give away a couple books here. This is a book called Higher Perspectives. This is a, most of my books I wrote are for people who do not like to read. Short, to the point. You get their devotionals. You can open them up. Just one page. This is like a two. There's a devotional. I think there's 50 in here. Two pages each. And it just takes areas in the Bible. Takes areas in the Bible where uh, people in the Bible or Scripture verses have a higher perspective. You know, and, and I'll just give you a couple examples here of, uh, of some that, that are in here. Uh, like uh, David said, I will become even more undignified than this. How many know that's a higher perspective? He, he said that. Jesus said, greater works than these you will do. That's a higher perspective. So I prophesied and they came to life. That's a higher perspective. Let, let it be done to me according to your word. Higher perspective. Here, here you go. Catalytic one. 
What, what's your name? Er, oh, that's right, Earhart. Yeah, Earhart. You're, yeah, I just... Ah, yeah. Well, Earhart, we laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. <laughs> Earhart, you're, you, you're, you're the enthusiastic one. Man, you got, you got a gift of enthusiasm on your life. I mean, you're like a little kid in a candy shop. You know, just, uh, now what's, what's God going to do next? And, and, and it's this childlikeness on your life that's such a gift. It's such a gift. And I see you just, uh, the Lord, uh, exporting that. You're, you're a childlike one who's going to export childlikeness and freedom to people at a high level. And your influence is growing, and you're going to go places you never thought you would go in your life. So thank you for your heart. And got a couple children's books as well. Let's just laugh at that for kids two. Let's just laugh at that for kids one. Uses the power of laughter to break off bad beliefs because uh, laughter breaks off the, uh, the, just breaks the absurdity of some of the things that we believe. Because to laugh, you have to let go of something. And so one of the weapons I love to teach people is the weapon of laughter. It says in, in um, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Laughter is a weapon to pull down strongholds. Let me just, let's just, let's just exercise this weapon. Um, and let me just share a couple, after I share a lie, I'll share a couple of them when you, you just laugh after each lie. You guys ready? You ready, Gene? Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's laugh at this lie. Um, this this meeting will have no long-lasting impact on our lives. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, How about this one? Um, you are spiritually deaf. <laughs> or here's a good one. You are a failure. ha, ha, ha. There's some real good ones. Um, I, anybody have a, this, ideally ages 6 to 10? Anybody have a child 6 to 10 or grandson or daughter? Yep, right here. Give that to you. And I got another one. That just lets you just laugh. That too. Anybody want to? Yes. Oh, do you have this, Gene? You don't have that one? Wow, now you do. And we just thank you, Lord, for popcorn. We just thank you, Lord, for that people like to eat popcorn. And it helped get a helicopter ride. Man, that sounds like fun. That's... So I'm going to share a message today. Um, by the way, before I do that, hey, let's have one of the team come on up and uh, give a word. Which, are you all ready right now? Um, Lauren, why don't you come on up and um, give a word. And you're going to give a word to... Um, Jeff and Deanne. Is Deanne in the house? Is she? All right, let's, let's wait on that word. And you guys, are, you guys are still meditating. They're still, they're, still, they're still going deeper in their words. Start. Why don't you start? Yep. Well, in the meantime, I can give oh. a different word. Okay. Yeah, while well, we're waiting for Deanne. This is for Mike and Davina. Daviana, sorry. Um, Two days ago while we were worshiping, I just saw you guys, and I saw a picture of, like, a huge pirate ship. 
Um, and I felt like it was a picture of you two together. There was um, you, uh, Daviana, were on the mast, and you, Mike, were steering the ship. And I just thought it just was a beautiful partnership of how you were s- surveying the land or, you know, the water and kind of telling Mike, okay, well, this is out there, this is out there. And Mike was there steering the ship and um, calling the shots, but it was based on the information that he was getting. And so, hold on, I have notes on this. Um, I just wanted to encourage you guys on even your marriage. I feel like he's strengthening your marriage and um, just creating this divine partnership of the prophetic and the leadership gifting that's on both of your lives. And as you lead couples in this, just you guys are true trailblazers in the newness. And there's a ministry call on your lives um, to even minister to couples. So yeah, I just don't doubt your voice. You know, you guys have powerful voice and something to say and just incredible wisdom so yeah it's beautiful yeah um but for jeff and deanne um yeah if you want to stand we've just been so blown away the whole team by you guys and personally i'm so thankful and so grateful but even more than that i've been overwhelmed with the thankfulness and the gratefulness of the father um just as I watch you two do ministry and do life, I every moment I just get overwhelmed by um, how well you guys are stewarding what he's given you. Um, so, yeah, I just heard that really clearly. You're good stewards and trustworthy. I, I haven't been here with Steve in the past, but I, I can tell that you guys take the message and you steward it. And it's so apparent even in your congregation um, and in your own lives and in the lives of your family, how you take something and you run with it. Um, yeah, and so I just heard that because of the way that you steward your life, you guys are targets for blessing and the increase. Um, Deanne, as you were singing, um, I think it was Friday night, I honestly thought I heard the shofar, and I looked up, and I was like, who's blowing the shofar? And it was your voice. It was so crazy. I think it was just in the spirit. I heard the shofar, and I just heard um, freedom bringer. Like, as you sing, people are just ushered into breakthrough. You're pioneering that, and people get to slip into breakthrough. And you impart your personal history with the Lord as you're singing. And people experience um, their own personal secret place as you sing. And you just pave the way. You, I just feel such a mother heart as you worship. You, like, mother people straight in. And it's so beautiful. Jeff, oh, my goodness. God is so pleased with the way that you father this house. The way you look out on the congregation, and it's just I see the love that um, just the love emanating from your eyes and you truly, both of you, but even more specifically, Jeff, like release identity, even as you speak and you just father this house. And so the spirit of adoption, even that uh, Sana was talking about, I believe you both carry so deeply and that's why it's become such a safe place here, such a safe haven for um, the congregation. Um, Yeah, I just feel like God is releasing a grace to go even deeper with him in specifically vulnerability. I heard this word vulnerability and it's something you do well already, but I, I just see a new revelation on what it looks like to live vulnerably um, with each other, with the Lord. And yeah, by the way, I just been hearing just a highlight on marriages, even with this couple here and you guys and yeah, Judy and Randy, just like, I feel such a strengthening on marriages. Um, you can just be encouraged. I feel intimacy and vulnerability are keys, and God is just giving fresh revelation on that. 
So I just want to bless you guys. And, um, yeah, I just heard it extend your tent pegs. Get ready for the more. Get ready for the increase. Um, yeah, and I have so much more, but I, I just want to pause there, and I'll give you more at lunch. Um, yeah, but just, God, I just thank you for this couple. I thank you for the life that they have and the way that they have stewarded the call that you have given them, Father. I thank you for the increase, God, that they, because of the way they live their life, because of their faithfulness, they are just targets for your blessing and your increase. So, God, we just thank you for the impact that they're having on the people in this church, people outside of the church, and even just regionally and nationally. I just see um, their impact and their legacy is going farther than they could even imagine. So, thank you, God. Amen. 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 We bless you guys, too. and. So thankful you're a part of the Bethel Leaders Network. Yes. And we just uh, release a blessing over you in this house. And we say thank you to House of Hope for, um, as I said, I think Friday, you know, you're holding up the flag of revival. God is good. Culture of honor. The culture of faith and risk. The culture of, of um, valuing his presence. The culture of generosity. Thank you. Thank you. This is a... Uh, a regional revival center. That's what this is. And the Lord's raising this church up to just walk in that even, even in greater ways than ever before. All right. There's more coming. Someone say more. You know, in Isaiah 35, I'm going to talk today just about the power of encouragement. And there's a fascinating verse, start, well, verses 4 to 7 of Isaiah 35. <clears throat> it says, Say to those who are fearful-hearted, be strong, do not fear. Just turn to your neighbor and say, be strong, do not fear. So say to those fearful-hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Just say, he will come and save you. And this, the, the next verse 5, it starts with the word then. You know why the word then is there? Because it says when someone says that to someone else, then something's going to happen. Hmm. Now listen, listen to what happens here. I mean, this, this, is, this is pretty powerful. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Wow. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then... The lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I mean, we say, we want to see more supernatural. Anybody want to see more miracles? Yeah, I want to see more miracles. And and, and one of the ways to to see more miracles is, is to embrace the power of encouragement. And I'm going to share with you today three levels of encouragement. One is to encourage yourself. Two is encourage others. And three is to increase encouragement and move into the prophetic. And, and there's a great verse in uh, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Say, he who promises faithful. 
And basically that says, don't let go of talking hope. Be an incessant hope speaker. And the reason we do that is because he who promises faithful. Then it says in verse 24, and let us consider one another. Why don't you look around and just go, hmm, hmm. Just look around like that, hmm, hmm, hmm. Let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. Then it says, and let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but encouraging one another and all the more. Say, and all the more. Encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, there's something about encouragement that is powerful. You know, I, I'd rather be known as a supernatural encourager than an intergalactic apostle. <laughs> I'd rather be known as an encourager. People say, I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what God's called me to do. I'm waiting. Well, I'll tell you this. I know what God's called you to do. You have an assignment. You have a calling to encourage. And I'll tell you, if you walk in that assignment, what's going to happen is, is that you're going to get clarity on what the rest of your assignment is. Now, there's the first person that we need to learn how to encourage is ourselves. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> learning to encourage yourself can be challenging. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. I, I, I hang out with me a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm with me a lot of time. Man, I, and I know me really well. And there's certain things about me that I wish were different. Let's laugh at that too. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. There's some things about me that aren't changing as much as I'd like them to change. And it, it, it's, it's how we encourage ourselves. You know, there's a story in 1 Samuel 30 where King David, well, he's not king yet. David has, uh, he and his men are fighting a battle, and they leave their wives and their children in a city called Ziklag. They go back to Ziklag, and they find out that the enemy has stolen, kidnapped their wives and children. And David's men have the logical answer of what to do. Kill the pastor. Yeah, kill. Let, let, our, our answer, we're so frustrated, we're so mad, we got to do something. Let's kill David. Let's kill him. He's our leader. And, and how many of you know that was not an exciting day in David's life? I mean, you, you're dealing with, with, with the discouragement. You're probably tired from battle. You're coming back. You're, you're, you got your wives, children uh, kidnapped. You're, you're, you're struggling over that. And, and now you've got another problem. Your men are, are, are talking about killing you. Ha, <laughs> ha. Now, you think you've had a bad day. That's a bad day. And it says this in, in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, I wonder, you know, I think about how he did it. Now, he had no, he, he didn't have House of Hope worship team playing in the background. 
He didn't have a podcast of some inspirational speaker in his ear. He was all alone. And it said he encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, you know what I think he did? I, I think he, he just he started talking to himself. I wrote a book called You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself. I think he, he just, he, he said, no, my time's not up. Samuel prophesied over me. He said, I'm going to become king. I, I haven't gotten that. That hasn't happened yet. It's not over. And I just, he, he somehow, he encouraged himself. Now, I believe he did that. Now, it's amazing that once he encouraged himself, his men didn't want to kill him anymore. Now, here's the secret of life. You learn how to encourage yourself, people will see you differently. People will even see you differently if you learn how to encourage yourself. And, you know, I, I, I think about, I, used, I played football in high school in America. And I remember we had a, we had a losing, we went, I went to Fortuna High School and we had a losing football culture. And we, we didn't think we were winners because we had lost a lot. We got a new coach when I was a freshman in high school. His name was Ken Holslander. He, he brought a winning culture inside himself into a losing culture. And you know what? He thought we were winners. I thought, well, you know, once he gets to know us a little better, he won't think so highly of us. Ha uh-huh. ha. He's just overly optimistic because he doesn't know us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he said, we're winners. We can do it. We got what it takes. We got what it takes. And, I mean, he's like a preacher. And he'd start off in the locker room. Boys, we got a big game today. We've practiced hard. We've prepared. We've, we know their tendencies. And here's, you know, we're going to do it. And by the end, he was, he was yelling. And I got so fired up. I was like, coach, open the door. Let me out. I got to hit somebody. <laughs> open the door. I'm going to rip the locker off the wall. He, he was an outside force. He, he, he was a force that brought encouragement and I thought about that. By the way, by the time we got to be a senior, we won, we won the championship for our, our division. Someone say, yay. And, and what happened was that I thought, I, I saw that, and, and, and I said, you know, I need to learn how to encourage me because there's, there's a losing culture in me that I need to overcome. I feel like I'm a loser. Let's laugh at this. You are a loser. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm losing. I'm losing. You know, people are getting ahead of me. People are, are richer than me. People smarter. People better looking. I'm losing. Ha ha. And it's like it's it's a culture, and 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 you know, sometimes I, I've uh, in my life I've. I've said, where is everybody? Nobody's encouraging me. I need an encouraging word. 
Nobody cares about Steve anymore. <laughs> and I've, I've felt there's been seasons in my life where the Lord has said, Steve, you're in a season of learning how to encourage yourself. Because where you're going, you can't depend on other people's fire to have fire. You, you've got to learn how to start your own fire in your own life. Someone say fire. And we all have to learn to start our own fire. That's what leadership's about. Because if we can't inspire ourselves, how can we inspire other people? If we're not excited about ourselves, why should anybody else be excited about us? And so, you know, there, there, there's been times where, well, you know, I, I, I got I to get, no, I, I'm not a, I don't have a losing culture. I remember one of the things that really helped me, I'm pastoring in Nevada in the 90s, three or four years in, I'm really battling discouragement, and I'm ready to quit. This isn't working. I'm losing. I'm a loser. And, and I said, Lord, I've got to, I, I got, I got I to get something from you or I can't go on. So I had a thought. Steve, I haven't called you to fail. I haven't called you to fail. I've called you to succeed. It's a great thought, but it didn't, it didn't overcome the discouragement. I don't tell anybody that. I go to a pastor prayer meeting, and I tell the pastors, I'm battling discouragement. Will you pray for me? They gather around me. The first guy, they put, they lay their hands on me out of the mouth of the first guy who prays for me. He says this. He says, Father, thank you that you haven't called Steve to fail. You've called him to succeed. Something happened. I said, that's God. That's got to be God. That's got to be God. Got to be him. And that was one of the most important moments of my whole life. I say, because, because if, if, we, if we get a word from the Lord, getting a word from the Lord is the key to encouraging ourselves. Something we know God has said to us. That's the key. It says in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what God has told me. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what God has told me. And, and, and because I can put up with a lot of junk and, and out, I can put up with a lot of outward seeming failure if I've got a word from him. But I don't have a word from him, I can't put up with anything. And I got that word in my mouth, I encouraged myself, I'd wake up in the morning. God has not called me to fail, he's called me to succeed. Half hour later, that spirit of depression and discouragement would try to come up. No! No! I started becoming my own coach. Started firing myself up. You know, some of us just need to get mad. We got, and I just, season my life, just dripping faucet just drip in the back of my mind, you, 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 you know, you're not going to make it. This isn't working. Just low-grade discouragement. Some of us just need to get mad and have it out. Shout. Take a drive. You got a lot of, you got a lot of land out around here. 
Yeah, I mean, take, take a drive somewhere where nobody is and just start shouting. Because that thing that's on us, we're waiting at times just for something outward to happen. And the Lord, so many of us are in a season of where he's saying, no, I want you to get that thing off you. I want you to learn how to use the word. I want you to get the word in your mouth and start speaking it and, and, and inspire yourself and, and, and be able to start a greater fire around you than ever before. I want you to say this. Say, uh, I'm, I'm in a season of learning to encourage myself, to inspire myself, like never before. Joel 3.10, it says, let the weak, what, say I am weak? No, it says, let the weak say I am strong. We're feeling weak. We may need prayer or whatever, but we keep saying we're strong. Just say I am strong. So we learn to encourage ourselves, and then we, we encourage others. Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. End of verse 25, encourage one another in all the more as you see the day approaching. And it says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, but encourage one another. One of the main reasons why we come together is to encourage one another. There's many reasons why we come together, you know, certainly to worship the Lord, receive teaching. But one reason we come together is that we're actually supposed to consider each other and and encourage one another. There's no such thing as a strong, silent type Christian. Yep, I'm a John Wayne kind of Christian, and I don't say anything. Bless God. No, there's no such thing. It, coming to church and not encouraging somebody, in my opinion, is not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, well, the Lord he basically told me, he said, Steve, never go to a meeting without encouraging somebody. Consider, well, I say, Lord, I don't, I've, I've got too many issues myself. I, I don't, I, 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 how can I encourage others? I, you know, I, you know, and, and he says, no. Actually, you, because healthy people have their eyes looking upward and outward. Unhealthy people, it's all about them. It's all about me. Hope somebody sees me in church this week. Hope the pastor says something to me. Hope I get encouraged. I'm not saying that's wrong, but that puts us in a, in a, in a, in a wrong place. You start looking outward, something happens. Something, you start looking around, you start noticing people, huh? You know, I used to not want to encourage people who I, who I thought had issues. Because I thought if I encouraged them, they would think they're okay. And stop working on their issues. Let's laugh at that. ha, ha. So I was just, I was just, I, I would punish people through not encouraging, not encouraging them. When they change, I'll, I'll encourage them. 
but I don't want them to think they're okay. Someone say, boo, boo. Everybody's negative quality is usually an immature aspect of a positive quality in their life. You know, you, you, you say, well, what, that, that, that irritates me. Well, ask the Lord, what's the positive of that thing? I used to have, you know, I'd be a pastor and have people come up after I preach. And, you know, I'd have people who are just so into the word, they, they would just criticize or, or, well, correct me regularly. You misquoted that verse. Should have used more Bible. I don't agree with that doctrine. Got irritated. I don't, I don't want to encourage that person because they might think they're okay. <laughs> but then I considered them. I thought about them. It says, consider one another. I thought, hmm. Hmm. Wow, I got a person in the church who loves the Bible. Ah, ah that's exciting. I got a bunch, I got other people in the church, they don't even care what the Bible says. If it feels good, do it. Then that person loves the Bible. Woohoo! My heart softened towards them. I considered them. I said, Thank you for loving the Bible. Thank you. I so appreciate that. And you know what happens? You start, you start. Uh, uh, encouraging people, you start considering, and you, you actually, your heart gets connected to them. And, and if there's some change or some influence you can have in that, it's certainly going to be, come from a, uh, it's going to increase the likelihood if you're going to influence that person, if you actually believe in them, rather than just trying to fix them. If we're just trying to fix people, someone say, boo, trying to fix people, I got to fix you now, it, it, it's, it's encouragement. It is so powerful. And again, it's, it's, it's one of the most important things that we do. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong. Now, first of all, I say it to me, Steve, be strong. Your God will come. He'll come and save you, Steve. And then say to others, God's going to be with you. You got what it takes. And, you know, and uh, sometimes in the Bethel culture, you know, Bethel, we, you know, we love encouraging, but sometimes it's what it is. It's just, it's general. You're amazing. Brother, you're amazing. Well, that's good. But I think we need to tell people why they're amazing. One thing I love to do is I love to send out regular emails, texts, whatever, or tell people, Here's three reasons why I appreciate you, admire and appreciate you. Here's three reasons. Now, I can tell, uh, I've already done it, but uh, I'll tell, let me just tell House of Hope why I admire and appreciate you. I, I, I admire and appreciate you because you guys uh, have a bulldog tenacity to go after the kingdom. And I know even in the last year, you know, you're believing for something, believing for healing, and, and you went through something that was challenging for you as a church. And just to come here and just to see, uh, you're, still, you're still going after it. 
You don't understand fully everything that's going on. But you, I, I admire that about you. I admire, I admire the family. It's family. You're, you're the connection. You guys are uh, just valuing relationships. Uh, I admire, Jeff, your, uh, your willingness to take risks. You're telling our team, this is in the, right the first day, you tell our team, this is a safe place. Take a risk. We're not afraid of messes here. We'd, ra- we'd rather try something in God and just see if he's in it rather than just holding back and being fear-based. I admire that about you. And I appreciate it. And that's in this whole culture. It's a risk-based culture. You know, freedom doesn't mean anything goes. But this is a place where people can actually uh, find out if God's on something. So when you actually become specific in encouragement, it, it, it changes everything. Now, I grew up, I didn't know the Lord. I became a Christian at 19. High school, I was seeking and searching, trying to find out, figure out what's, what's life all about, graduate high school. I uh, started getting hungry for truth and reality and, but, uh, and met Jesus. As a hippie, met Jesus, found out there's no high like the most high. Amen. But before I became a Christian, I could count on one hand how many people actually spoke a word of encouragement in my life. I had good parents, but they didn't speak into my life. They didn't tell me who I was. I didn't know who I was. My friends would tell me who I wasn't. My friends, if I did something stupid, they'd tell me, that's stupid. My friends would tell me, you know, my physical defects. They would make sure I was fully aware of my physical defects. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Tell me who I wasn't. They'd tell me who I was, but I didn't know who I was. And I remember I was a, a senior in high school. I had a government teacher. Her name was Mrs. Riffenberg. <laughs> Mrs. Riffenberg. She considered me. She thought about me. And she, she took me aside, probably talked to me just for about two or three minutes, and she said this. She said, Steve, I see, I see that you would be good in politics and government. I just, you know, have you thought about that? And it was like, wow, somebody sees something in me. Somebody actually notices me. Somebody considered me and thought deeper about me. And it was so impacting that when I went to college the next year, I majored in political science just because of a comment that somebody made to me. And I look back on that and I say, I'm not going to let people around me not hear who they are. I'm going to speak. I'm going to think about people. And I'm going to think and I'm going to tell them what I see in them. And you know, you, you, you sign up for that. You tell the Lord, I'm going to do that. God's going to get so excited. He, he's he's going to, the wind of the Holy Spirit's going to get on you. You're going to find yourself not th- talking to young people. You're going to find yourself talking to leaders. Because how many of you know it's not just the down and out who need encouragement? Leaders need encouragement. I was leading churches, and I'll tell you this you, you don't get as, a whole lot of encouragement. And 
when, when someone would actually say, you know, I appreciate this. Because I know, I know I needed to grow as a senior leader. I knew. But when you, when you get someone actually saying, I appreciate this, it means the world. It means the world. There's people around you. There's teachers around you. There's policemen around you. There's, there, there, there's moms. There's dads who just need a word. And, and guess what? As we consider them, we can make the total difference. You know, when you encourage others, you get encouraged yourself. If you're discouraged, many times when I battle discouragement, the Lord says, I want you to just go encourage somebody. And I say, well, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like encouraging anybody. He said, do it anyway. Do it anyway. I've gone on seasons where I've just done an encouragement rampage. Where I'm very discouraged, and I will, just, I will just go, and I'll just encourage other people. I'll go, I don't feel like it. I just do it. You know what happens? You start doing it, that whatever you need, give away. Give encouragement. Give encouragement away. And it, it's, been a, it's been a key to actually for me to, to not go as low as I used to go. I want you to say this. I'm a high-level encourager. You know, there probably wouldn't have been a Barnabas, I mean, an Apostle Paul, if there wouldn't have been a Barnabas. You know the story. A guy named Saul gets saved. The other, most of Christians didn't believe it. It's impossible. A Christian killer gets saved. Book of Acts. If you don't know the story, read Acts 9. Christian killer. He gets saved dramatically. No, they say, well, that can't be true. That's impossible. Let's laugh at that. Uh-huh. That guy is way too far gone to get saved. And, but Barnabas, incur, he, Barnabas' name means the son of encouragement. Who's going to be the next Billy Graham? You know, the next Billy Graham could result because of your encouragement. You just, just saying, oh, I just want to encourage you. Be strong. Do not fear. How, how do we know who we're encouraging? That's, that's the wonder. I don't know. Whew. How do, I don't know the future. I don't know where, where House of Hope is going. How, man, could be just one encouragement today could just launch this church into a season it never even dreamed about to save a nation. So we encourage ourselves. We encourage others. And then thirdly, we increase our encouragement. I love it says in uh, Hebrews 10, 25, and let us encourage one another and all the more. Say all the more. All the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I don't care what you think the day is, it's approaching. Whatever your theology is, it's approaching. You think it's the rapture? It's approaching. You think it's end time judgment? It's approaching. You think it's end time revival? It's approaching. You think it's your personal death? It's approaching. <laughs> the day. Encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. You know what that tells us? That every year, we're to increase encouragement. 
We're to go out in a blaze of encouragement. That's what fathers and mothers do. You know, in Luke 15, you got the story of the prodigal son. You got the father and the, and the elder brother. Here's a key of how you know you're moving from being an elder brother to a father. The default of an elder brother is to first see what's wrong with a person or place. The default of a father or mother is to first see what's right with a person or place. That's how you know you're moving into being a, a spiritual father or mother, is that your default is to see what's right with a person. I used to think I was discerning because I could see what was wrong with you. Yes, amen, I've got the gift of discernment. I can see you have a spirit of anger. Amen. Doesn't mean you know, the, the default, because, you, you know, a, a father and mother, Johnny could have just committed murder, but a father and mother, I know Johnny's a good boy. I know, I, I've seen it, there, there's something good. And that, that's, that, that's it. It doesn't mean you're gullible, doesn't mean, you know, you don't have boundaries in relationships, but your default is that you first see what's right. I first see what's right when I go into a city. Uh, my, my job is not to be, uh, to diagnose the negative. My, my job is to see the potential. That's my job as an encourager. And that, that, that's because our hope level determines our influence level. You know, the older we get, you know, some say, well, the older you get is the more cynical you should get. Someone say, boo. Yeah, we don't, we don't want people around us to get their hopes up too much. We want to protect people from disappointment. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, there's two ways to live. There's, you can live a hopeless life and never be disappointed. Or you can live a hope-filled life with occasional disappointment. I choose the second. We just say thank you, Lord, for breaking off the fear of disappointment off of our lives. And we, you know, we, we're to go out in an increase of encouragement and all the more. And we increase encouragement in quantity and quality. Quantity is, is just, you just understand, wow, my job is to encourage, my assignment, my calling. You say, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Just figure out, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to look at people. You don't know what to say? Just thank people for what you see. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It means a lot. Thank you. And it just, it's something incredible happens when you just start doing that. And, but then you also increase in quality. Now, quality encouragement we could call prophetic ministry. People say, well, how do I learn how to prophesy? I'll tell you how to learn how to prophesy. Just become the most encouraging person you know and ask Holy Spirit to take over your encouragement. You can't be prophetic without being an encouraging person. So you say, I, I don't know how to prophesy. I'll tell you, just, just start encouraging people. And then say, Holy Spirit, give me creative ideas of how to do that. It says in... 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, follow after love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. 
In 1 Corinthians 12, it lists powerful spiritual gifts, gifts of healing, miracles, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, uh, discerning of spirits, etc. And it has prophecy. It says, go after all of those, but go after prophecy the most, especially desire to prophesy. And God's never going to tell us to desire something that he doesn't have a calling and a gifting in our life to do. We can all prophesy. And we're all called to prophesy. And, and, and New Testament prophecy is different than Old Testament prophecy. New Testament prophecy is encouraging. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says we prophesy it, it, it to comfort, exhort, edify, to build people up. The simple gift of prophecy is positive. The, the office of prophet may correct, may at times correct, but this simple gift of prophecy is encouraging, and we're all called to do it. We pastored in Nevada. It was a gold mining community. They moved hundreds of tons of dirt a day, but nobody ever talked about dirt. They just talked about gold. People won't mind you moving their dirt as long as they know you're looking for gold. People won't mind you because the prophetic is seeing the gold in people. The prophetic is, I know there's gold in you. I know there's gold in everybody. I'm looking for that. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to tell you I see it. And then if some dirt needs to be removed, how many of you know that if they know you're looking for gold, they're probably going to allow you to move some dirt. I think something's happening. I love... um, You don't have to... By the way, you don't have to be weird to prophesy. You don't have to wear, you know, a robe and have a staff and long hair beard. <laughs> you don't have to use King James language. Yay! Thus saith God, I'm about ready to prophesieth. <laughs> That's just dumb. <laughs> No, I mean, you don't need to be weird. You just need to be natural. And, and I remember I was prophesying to a woman that was paying a breakfast bill in Reno, Nevada a few years ago. I was eating breakfast, paying the bill to her, and I started speaking into her life and telling her who I saw her as and what I saw God raising her up for. And I keep talking. Her eyes get big, get big. And then she, when I stop, she says this, please come back. She says, please come back. It's like I got caught up in a God encounter. She represented the world. I represented the church and the world saying, church, please come back. Please come back and actually prophesy life. Please come back and tell me that I'm significant. 
Tell me I've got something. Tell me I've got a future and a hope. Please come back. Please talk. And we got you know if we're gonna if we're gonna say it out there, we need to practice with ourselves. We need to get in the flow. We need to build the muscle. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts and especially may prophesy. Learn how to prophesy. Take classes on how to how to do it. You don't need, you can prophesy anytime. You don't need a lightning bolt from heaven. Prophesy. You don't need goosebumps on your goosebumps. Oh, now I'm supposed to give a word. No. Just decide you're going to give a word. Here's what I believe, and you may not believe it, but I believe it. I can prophesy anytime, I can prophesy anybody. And if you actually believe it, it's going to happen. And, 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 and some say, well, I, I'm not spiritual enough to prophesy. Let's laugh at that. Ha uh-huh. ha. And I love just doing creative things. I remember one trip I went on. I, just, I had one word, and I, I just gave the same word to a whole bunch of different people. And here, here, I, like one trip I had, it was, it was this word, the phrase, God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I just said, Holy Spirit, show me who I'm supposed to say that to. We overcomplicate it. We think it's got to be spectacular. Sometimes just saying, God, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. That alone. It's powerful. I, I had this word, God's going to make aware there seems to be no way. I'm telling different people. I'm in a hotel, and I'm the, uh, I feel like I'm supposed to tell the guy working behind the counter that word. He's on the phone. I'm waiting. I've got I to go. I'm, he, I'm just standing there. He's still on the phone. I say, Lord, I want to tell him. He's still on the phone. And, and so then I, I just I, I said, sir, I've got to go, but I've got a word for you. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And then I leave. He runs out after me. He runs out after me and tells me how much that word meant to him. So just this whole thing, you know, it says in, I'll close with this, and then Andrea and Kaylin are going to come on up and release a word here. Um, Isaiah 35. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in wilderness and streams in the desert. Listen, here's what I'm hearing over this region. I'm hearing over this region that the Lord is releasing grace over you to move into supernatural encouragement like never before. I see on you, actually, the Lord is going to give you creative strategies of how to encourage. 
And even some of those of you who are battling discouragement, depression, and all that, the Lord is going to use the power of encouragement even to break that thing off of your life. That thing is, can't, is not going to stay. And, and I see the Holy Spirit raising up a band of Barnabas and Barnabanesses. And, and I, see, I see as a result miracles happening. I see as a result signs and wonders happening. I see as a result people, even the fathers and mothers, getting activated with an assignment. Some who felt like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any doors. I don't get to speak in front. I don't get, you know, whatever. I see the Lord actually putting this thing on you to where you are going to be used so powerfully to encourage others that so many testimonies are going to emerge because of what's happening that you're going to find yourself sharing with others about the power of how God used you and what's happened, and it's going to be supernatural. You guys good? You receive this word? We learn how to encourage ourselves. We learn how to encourage others. And we increase our encouragement and prophesy and prophesy. It's on you. It's on me. It's going to save nations. So if you receive it, say, I receive it. I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me. It was supernatural. I'm a high-level encourager. And it's going to change nations. Amen. Give God thanks. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Ladies, come on up. And I know you guys have, each of you have an assignment that you want to share before you want to start.
yes. I have a word for um, this church, House of Hope. Um, and what I want to start by saying is that you are hope carriers. And that is an identity statement. That is who you are. And even as simple as it sounds, because your house of hope, like it sounds simple that, oh, you're hope carriers, but that is your identity. And that is something that you can take ownership over. I carry hope. And I release hope everywhere I go. And just this church, as soon as someone steps into this church, they get an encounter with hope and heavenly hope, a supernatural hope. So I just encourage you with that. Um, yeah. And also, you know what it means to be a friend of God? I was just reminded of Moses and how um, he had a special friendship with God. It was just special because it's pointed out in a different way than it is with anyone else in the Bible. It's just pointed out that God knew Moses. Moses knew God. They had a friendship. Moses got to see the face of God. And I just see that over this church, over this people that you just stepped into this friendship with the Lord that you know that you're no longer slaves, you're no longer servants, but you're friends of God. Yeah. And I also see God uh, unlocking new strategies for where you're going. And so I want to read John fifteen fifteen over you. There we are. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you do, whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. Hmm. God never withholds information for, from us because he don't want us to know it. But he withholds something from us because he has the perfect time for when we need to hear it. And so that's what I feel about um, God unlocking new strategies. He hasn't withhold it because he doesn't want you to know it. But he's withhold it because you're now stepping into the perfect timing, his timing. And that's so much more perfect than when we can imagine we can think oh now's the time but God has a different time yeah and there's also a specific purpose for why this church is on a hill <laughs> it really is that's the first thing that I noticed that I thought of when we came here when we were driving and Jeff was just pointing up oh that's the church up there on that hill and I was like wow the church is on a hill <laughs> like it's amazing in this little town like People see it. People see our church. People see this home, this house of hope. They see it. And it's just, I feel like God is just putting like a new glow on it. Like people really see it, not just see it with their physical eye, but actually seeing it and feeling something in their spirit. But yeah. That's what I have. I get to prophesy over Cranbrook. Cranbrook. <laughs> Goodness, and the, and the Coonies. Oh, God bless. Um, all right. I am shaking. I feel God really strongly right now. Um, so the first thing I heard was uh, center of protection. 
as well as simple prosperity. Um, I got the verse. I felt like God was saying um, from Deuteronomy 31, 8. It says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I feel really strongly that um, Cranbrook and actually just the general region is entering into a season of spiritual, pro- uh, spiritual prosperity, but I meant to say clarity. Uh, hmm. Okay. So I wrote a few things. You have entered into great favor. It is just the beginning. You have tapped into a well of prosperity that has been waiting for somebody to dig for it. You have chosen to dig. Because of your history and because of your perseverance, you have shown God that you will not stop until you see his hand move. You have swayed his heart and his favor is now shining down on you. You will shine brighter than anyone before you could have dreamed of. Your favor and your integrity will be impossible to ignore. The train has begun to move. It is picking up speed. Buckle your seatbelts because your forward motion, your acceleration, and your endurance has, been, has never before been seen in this area. I see a radius of glory encircling this region. People passing through will know you by the name of God. You are the pride of the Father's heart, and you will be held out for all to see. You have made this place a home for God. Expect the unexpected. He is ready to knock your socks off. <laughs> I, I see that there are going to be surprising and unheard of connections going on in this region. Um, I hear that there's going to be supernatural success in every area. Um, you guys are being launched forward as a region, and you are being set apart as God's people, and you will be known by his name. Yes. Amen. You guys received that? My, oh, my. Powerful proclamations. Thank you, ladies. And, and you know, there's something, all of that was good, but when you read, um, it says, do not be afraid in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Something got released in the room. There, there's something... Even with something happened right then that was really powerful. Do not be afraid. And I saw the Lord actually showing people an area where battling fear and that, that he, he just, just actually put uh, that power of that word in there to, to overcome that fear. Whether it's national fear, whether it's personal fear, uh, Whatever whether it's fear of something happening with one of your loved ones, that the Lord, that the, the Lord just, there's, yeah, he's, it's been a theme. You feel that? <laughs> Are you still feeling that? Yeah. Well, anyhow, we love you. We love House of Hope. I love House of Hope. Wendy sends her greetings. She loves you guys as well. And uh, thank you. And thank you. Just, I know there's other visitors from other places and, and just, uh, it's been a great weekend. And those of you have just been, this, this has been just a fun, powerful weekend. 
And I know, I believe all of us got blessed, but I know some of you, it was just the Lord is just using this weekend as a launching. <laughs> the scaffolding is falling off you. And the countdown, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, so bless you. Thank you, Jeff, so much. Yep, just thank you, Liam. Thank you, team. Wow. Wow. So good. Thank you from our House of Hope to the visitors, to you um, who have come from out of province, out of city, uh, to, to join us. We just we are so honored to have you here, and we love serving you, and we, we plan on having something in the fall again, and so stay tuned for that. I just thank Steve and the team. Uh, every time Steve comes and every time I'm actually with Steve, I, I, I'm, I become a bubbling mess uh, just because I'm just overwhelmed at at God's goodness and his favor on us and our friendship. And, and, uh, it's so good. And so I just want to release you. If, uh, we have lunch, if you'd like to stay this morning, our lunch is downstairs. We're having chili and, and there's food down there. It's just lots of food. Please stay. Uh, there'll be lots. And if there's not enough food, there will be because we've had supernatural increase in the past. And so you're welcome to join us and join our family for lunch. So otherwise, God bless you. Uh, have a great time. If you're traveling back to your provinces and your cities, drive safe and take what you have and encourage someone with it today. All right. Amen. Thanks for listening to our sermon of the week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.